Hey coach, Xenia Wood here, owner and founder of Swift Coaches and Swift Movement Academy. Our vision is to live in a world where health business owners turn their passions into profits and create financial freedom guilt-free. And for all of those exercise and rehab professionals to finally feel confident as fuck in their technical skills, and we never again see another coach leave the industry because of it. What you're about to hear is a bite-sized jam-packed version of one of our episodes. So if you're looking to learn swiftly, this mini episode is for you. Let's dive straight in. The more people that you sit in front of and the more that you can listen, the more that you can learn. Um, I'd love to sit here and say that it was all natural and it just, and and I guess the successes that I've had in my career um, are due to just luck or something like that, but it does come down to a, a little bit of work. Um, I've been blessed over my career um, where I've been in the right place at the right time um and i've been given exposure to some fantastic mentors throughout my time um that was probably one of the biggest influences that that i've had um right at the start when i was uh, going through university and thought i knew everything i had no need or, or a want i should say to to have a mentor to listen to anybody else's opinion because i knew best um <laughs> but as soon as uh as soon as the penny dropped that i was definitely not uh down that route and um uh, i started to pay attention to what other people uh were saying um and then being around people such as um but without going into too much detail like nikki dean and, and your dan crosses of the world as those have been two really influential men that i've had um exposure to that have, have taught me different management styles have taught me different ways to look at different situations have taught me how to deal with people and, and to understand that Everybody that sits in front of you is is a person. They've all got, uh, I guess, different needs, different wants. They're in different stages of their career and of their life and that there's more to dealing with that person and that problem at hand than, than just, right, what would you do, Luke? Um, I'd say that the, the big thing that kind of helped me get the successes that um, I've had thus far um, has been appreciating those mentors and, and making sure that I've, I've listened and, and I've actually paid attention to the, the lessons that they've given me. Um, it's very easy to be that person in the room where you're sitting there waiting for somebody else to finish talking so that you can jump in and say something. Um, and I'll put my hand up and say I was probably that person right at the start. But the more that I've, uh, I've dealt with people and the more that I've come to appreciate these mentors, they've taught me that you can add value to a conversation and you can add value to somebody's journey just by being that, that extra person in the room and, and by saying things in, in a different way. So that's been my biggest learning. And I think that's, that's what's helped me to, uh, I guess, flourish in, in, in the different roles that I've had moving forward. I think I'm still in that boat of the wanting to jump in and having to having to stop and I'm I'm probably just a slower learner because I run at 100 miles a minute and I want to say all of the things and um, Mate, I think I think people could say a lot of, a lot about you but going slow is is not one thing that many people would associate with you I'll imagine Oh uh, yeah I think I just I just have all these ideas that I want to talk about them immediately I just it's, it's an excitement thing but realizing that as a leader it's not actually about you anymore. And I'm coming exactly. to terms with like, you know, when when you're back working for yourself as a sole trader, it is about you and it is you creating all of the things and you doing all of the work and, and all the effort. And then I've really realized that now it's me needing to highlight my team and making sure that they feel like they can shine and I'm not sort of clouding their ability to to shine and create what what is going to you know, be great for them and great for, I guess, the team as well. 
Oh, exactly right. I, I think it was, I, and don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it was like a Richard Branson quote where it's like the the best way to be successful or to get success in your in your career is not to be the smartest person in the room, but to be surrounded by the smarter by smarter people in the room. And I think that um, being a mentor and being an educator and being somebody that um, other people can confide in, um, that's your role. It's your role to sit there and to facilitate their dreams. Like I'm talking to you right now on Zoom, and you're literally still bouncing through the camera with passion, and and that's the same Zen that I met seven, eight years ago and and things haven't changed. You've just become more successful. So you've obviously learned how to do that to, to some capacity. And um, I'm sure that those who are working under you and with you can appreciate that. And that's why they're drawn to you as well. So I think that's our role as as leaders within the industry. Um, sometimes there's obviously that need to sit there and be like, oh, settle down. You, you, you're probably going a little bit too hard and to have that harder conversation. I know that there were times that we had to sit down and probably go over some rocky things um but once again if, if you've got that relationship and, and they can trust you and they actually uh listen to what you're saying because you have their best interests at hand then it sounds all wishy-washy but um it, it, in the long term that's what pays off how have you fostered the culture that you have because i know you know just knowing the humans that yourself um and Luke, uh, sorry, you're Luke. <laughs> um, Aaron and Simon are like you guys are, you know, quite cheeky. You like to run a mark and and have it have a little joke and and whatnot. But outside of you know that, what do you guys do, either consciously or unconsciously, to foster an incredible team and culture? Yeah, um, that's that's a good question, and I I don't necessarily I, I don't think you're going to be wowed by the answer because i imagine it's the same thing that, that you've done at swift as well um when um simo as and i started the the business we we had a, a simple philosophy um and they'll probably be like oh you're on an important podcast don't say stuff like this but our, our philosophy at the start was we don't want to work with wankers we want to work with people that are inspired within the industry that want to be in the industry and that we want to rock up to work with and, and spend time with every day and our kind of no dickhead um, approach from a recruitment standard has helped shape our culture. Like we don't want people to come to work and have to put on their work mask and then mm. when they leave, take that mask off. Um, when we go through our interview process, when we go through our recruitment process, when we have interns in, when we hire staff, even our clients, um, we encourage them to be them. Um, and if that's throwing banter on the on the gym floor, as long as it's respectful, we're, we're about that. If it's staying quiet and, and kind of uh, having your personal in-jokes, then then that's that's you, then like we run with that. If it's being the loudest person on the gym floor, if it's being that practitioner that that loves being on social media and, and, and getting their rig out and that type of thing, then by all means go for it. Like every single person will attract um, their own type of people. And, and we wanted to harbor an environment where why people could come come to work, they could enjoy it, they could excel in what they're doing because there's already a passion there. But we would we would cherish that instead of instead of kind of trying to shape everybody the one way. Um, I guess at TMS, yes, we've got standards. Yes, we we make sure that we are up there with regards to to leading the way in, in practice. Yeah, having said that, you can come in here and you can have one of our practitioners who's having a massive joke in the corner, and we've got Kendrick Lamar playing at full full like bloody loud volume and then the next minute you can come in and we've got uh, our over 65 classes and they're all smiling and, and jumping around to, to a 1950s playlist or whatever the case is so um it sounds cliche and i'm sorry there's no magic bullet out there but it, it's 
it really is just being smart with recruitment and, and, and not trying to force something that isn't there. What do you think are your biggest challenges that you've worked through in your working career? And most importantly, what lessons have you learned from them? Yeah, right. Um, Go on, there has, <laughs> Yes, I was going to say it's a change of pace. Um, that's, that's fine. And um, I guess to, to give you, and, and I do, I want to give you a, a proper answer. The biggest challenge that, that I've had, well, let's say the two, the two biggest challenges that I've had. One has been the ability to, to cipher through people's bullshit, if that makes sense. Um, we're in an industry where even though it's very technical and what we do is very um, like exercise specific, there's studies around things, the way in which it's packaged and the way in which it's um, presented to, to individuals varies and it all depends on the type of person that's giving it to you. So I've been pitched some amazing opportunities. I've been pitched some, uh, I've been put in some environments which on surface level seem fantastic and I've had to learn for myself that sometimes things aren't always what they are cracked up to be. Um, and that's not any fault of, um, I guess, other other businesses or other individuals or other scenarios. It's more so my perception of what I thought it was going to be doesn't live up to reality. And being able to, to siphon that and be honest with myself and be like, hey, listen, this isn't what you thought it was. Hey, listen, this is this is something entirely different. That doesn't mean it's bad but this isn't what you thought it was. What are you going to do about it? I think that a lot of people, um, and at times myself included, have fallen into the I'm comfortable where I am mode um, and maybe I'm wrong about this and I haven't necessarily backed myself in order to, to make a decision which has been um, somewhat uh, full on at the time or, or hard to make at the time. Um, so the ability to kind of, read the situation that you're in whether it be a, a client that you're working with whether it be a relationship that you're forming whether it be um i guess a, an organization a team whatever the case may be being honest with yourself about what you're getting out of this um that's been a, a big lesson that i've had to i've had to overcome um i am and it was, it's one of the things that i've had to work on for my entire career i've been a yes man um i've been somebody who wanted to please everybody i've been somebody that would sacrifice their own time would sacrifice basically anything that was dear to me to be able to, to please the person that was sitting in front of me so the ability to kind of sit there and be like I need to say no to this and I need to understand the situation that's unfolding in front of me. That's been one of the biggest challenges for me. But the moment that I've started to recognize it firstly and, and, and secondly, started to, uh, I guess, act on it. Um, I found that not only is business kind of improved and the situations that we put ourselves in um, improved exponentially, um, I've also just become a happier person, to be fair. I, um, uh, I, I don't feel guilty for saying no now. I don't feel guilty for analysing certain situations and and understanding that they're not what I thought they would be, albeit they might still be a fantastic um, situation or organisation. Um, it's just not for me. So that's probably one um, one key learning and one challenge that I've come across. Mm. Um, and then I guess the other one or the something else that um, uh, probably has has come to more light as of late with myself it's it's the ability to to take in the now and to be present 
um, I guess, in, in our roles um, as business owners and, and as leaders and as mentors, it's very easy to get sucked into thinking, okay, what am I doing tomorrow and not actually pay attention to the person that's sitting in front of me right now. Um, it sounds cliche, so I'm sorry for once again for, for all of the listeners that might be wanting some silver bullet, but and it sounds like, a, like an old man fuddy-duddy kind of phrase, but you, you need to be present. You've got to appreciate what's happening now and then. Otherwise, like you're going to get to the end of your career, you're going to get to the end of the, the the year, the month, the week, whatever the case is, and and you won't you won't have appreciated. It. You've missed all the fun in the journey. You've missed all of the learnings in the journey as well. Um, and for me, as I said, the the biggest influence that I've had on my career and and how I've been able to get to where I am right now, it's been through others. Yes, I've studied. Yes, I've gone and I've done extra readings. I've I've met extra people. I've gone to conferences. I've I've, I've done all of that. But the the true growth has been me listening to people and learning from people. And if your mind is away with the fairies when you're sitting in front of someone, you're missing everything that's right there. And and as of late, it's it's very much dawned on me that if I'm not present in a conversation, if I'm not listening to the person that's right in front of me, then I might as well not even you be there. Like I'm not better than the person that's sitting in front of me. I'm not more important than the person sitting in front of me. Give them the time of day and stop being a bit of a wanker. It's uh, That's been my main, main learnings, especially as of late. I love that. Did you find something valuable in this episode? If so, I'd like to ask a tiny favor. If you have 30 seconds now, I'd love you to follow or share the podcast. That way we can continue to bring you more real, raw, and uncensored stories from industry leaders. We also love hearing from you and what you loved about every episode. The best way to reach out is to DM me personally on Instagram at Swift Coaches Academy. Until next time, and in whatever you do, move swiftly.